Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. Uh, the, the talk is going to be keeping your heart open uh, in the midst of it all. Um, and to start us off, um, as she often does, Eve Decker uh, can be here with us and, and offer a song. And I think we, we have a special uh, guest along with, with her this evening. So Eve, why don't you take it away? Thank you, James. Yes, we do. Um, my mother's here. This is my mom, everybody, Eleanor Decker. My partner and I live in Berkeley, and mom lives up in Sonoma County, and um, and so it's been terrible with the fires. So she's been down here staying with us, and um, while staying with us, taught me a few songs, including this one. Um, mom is, anyway, her name is Eleanor. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and um, she, is, she leads one of the threshold choirs, the threshold choir for the Valley of the Moon in Sonoma. Threshold choirs are choirs of predominantly women who sing at the bedsides of the dying. So she knows like thousands of songs. And she taught me a song this week. And then later, James texted me with the topic, and it fits perfectly. So that's what we're going to do to start. And it's a short song, and we'll do we'll do it three times so that you can learn it and sing it with us from behind your muted microphone. That's a bitch. <clears throat>
Thank you so much. So nice to have you join us, Eleanor. Glad that you're safe. <laughs> Me too. With our community, and uh, I can see where Eve gets her her musical muse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> Welcome. So nice to to have you here. Thank you. So the, uh, the title of the talk, uh, Keeping Your Heart Open in the Midst of It All. Um, it seems like almost every week I say, well, uh, things keep on getting more intense and you, you wonder how they can get any more intense, but it just uh, seems like there's no ceiling or no no bottom whichever whichever metaphor you want to use um what what a time we're going through besides the virus and the economy and all of these things here in california if you're not in california uh you probably know anyway fires that that brings uh, Eve's mom down to uh, to safety. Fires throughout uh, California, Northern California. What, two of the the three most uh, intense fires, largest fires, uh, have happened in, in California history. Have happened this week. Uh, so many people uh, wondering uh, what to do, and in a in a pandemic, where to go, and the same thing happening down in uh, the Gulf Coast and uh, the other, uh, the other uh, fire and ice uh, with water and hurricane uh, um, hitting Louisiana and, and Texas and so many people there uh, evacuating. And the tragedy once again this week in Wisconsin with the uh, police brutality and then the, the demonstrations and then the, uh, the killing that followed, all while a political convention is, is going on that might stir up some feelings. The NBA sports teams boycotting, followed by a whole lot of other major league teams, hockey and baseball and uh, women's basketball. So um, it's easy to shut down or it would be understandable to shut down. And in fact, a couple of weeks ago, if you were around, you, you might remember I, I gave a talk, I called it uh, Keep Out the Hate. Uh, let in the love. Um, and uh, this is a kind of follow up to that, but with a different perspective. In that talk, I, I was 
And, you know, when I give these talks, I'm giving them for myself as well as you. I'm just kind of seeing what do I need right now? Um, and uh, so I'm not here to, to preach and, and say, oh, this is what you should do. I'm, I'm giving myself a Dharma talk as well. Uh, but in that talk, it was more a matter of um, just protecting yourself from the negativity that's all around and letting, letting your own goodness shine through and being able to take in all the goodwill from around us. And as we've said in, in these crazy times, besides there being so much confusion and hatred and divisiveness, there's so much goodwill and caring. And we want to be able to nourish ourselves with that and not in our protection, not keep that out. Uh, but tonight I, I want to go one step further. And this might be a stretch for, um, for some of you. Um, so just let your experience be however it is. Um, and in that not closing off to suffering, as Thich Nhat Hanh says, uh, do not um, avoid contact with suffering. In not closing ourselves off to suffering, and keeping the heart open to the extent that it serves us, to the extent that um, that we're we're not cutting ourselves off from all the, the goodness. Um, part of the task I see in myself is to um, work with my reactions to the ignorance that's around. Uh, whether it's it's uh, in Wisconsin, and besides the uh, the police acting so so unconsciously and cruelly, um, and as a response to the demonstrations, those uh, that right right wing. Uh, guy who came, a 17-year-old kid who came with his uh, rifle as part of the militia, and then watching, for me, watching, um, watching the convention, the Republican convention, which I'm, I'm skipping through, but I'm, I want to, I want to stay in contact with it as a, as a practice just to see and um, just to understand, to try to understand that there are minds and perspectives that are very different from, from mine. I still want to understand. Uh, and as you know, I, if you've been listening to me for some time, uh, right now, I feel everything is on the line. So I'm going to be doing everything I can to bring about, help bring about more consciousness and more, uh, more compassion and more understanding in these next months. But my practice is to not 
react with hatred of the, the ignorance that I see. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that tonight um, for maybe for us all. Maybe you saw uh, uh, Jacob Blake's mother. How many people saw his, his mother speaking to the, the press, the, 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 the man that was shot? Anybody see? A few. I highly recommend you putting in uh, the search engine Jacob Blake's mother's speech, uh, where she spoke for five minutes in such a, a powerful, um, profound way about not do saying this violence does does not honor her son, and we've all got to come together. We've all got to take a good look in the mirror and see see what's in our hearts. It's very moving. See what's in our hearts. It reminded me when the uh, Charleston uh, murder, uh, those uh, nine people in the, in the church in, uh, in Charleston, I think it was, and the, the minister uh, and his congregation said, we're praying for, these, for, for this, this person. We're praying for this, this confused man. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that to remind myself and all of us to, to really keep this as a practice along with doing everything we can to, uh, to bring about more reason and compassion and love in this world. And I wanted to share some teachings and then maybe some practices uh, around this um, as uh, I, I pulled up a few of my most inspired uh, teachings. Of course, there's the Buddha who, uh, as the well-known expression uh, teaching goes, hatred never ceases from hatred. Hatred only ceases from love. This is an ancient and eternal law. Hatred never ceases from hatred. Hatred only ceases from love, an ancient and eternal law. Or Jesus saying, you've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. This, these are profound and demanding teachings how to do that. Uh, I love the Martin Luther King uh, teaching where he says, I've decided to love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. And another one of my, my favorite King quotes mm, about violence. The ultimate weakness of violence is that it is a descending spiral beginning the very thing it seeks to destroy. Instead of diminishing evil, it multiplies it. Through violence, you murder the hater, but you do not murder hate. 
In fact, violence merely increases hate. Returning violence for violence multiplies violence, adding deeper darkness in a night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And that violence is not just physical violence. It's the violence that we, we create for ourselves as we... Um, as we let our anger turn into hatred. And I want to say there's, for me, there's a difference between anger, outrage, and hate. Hate poisons. Anger is, and outrage is completely um, legitimate, understandable, reasonable, and underneath it, it's because there's so much hurt inside and to get in touch with that, that hurt. And we have to process the, the pain and the grieving and the, the sadness and the sorrow. You can't bypass that. You can't, you can't pretend you're someplace where, you, where you're not quite. But when it turns to hatred and othering and saying, those out there are evil, then we're we're just adding more uh, bitterness and hatred to the, to the stew. Mm. This is the Dalai Lama. He says, those who maddened by the demons of delusion commit violent negative actions that destroy both themselves and others they should be the object of our compassion. Alexander Solzhenitsyn, if only it were all so simple, if only there were evil people somewhere insidiously committing evil deeds and it were necessary only to separate them from the rest of us and destroy them. But the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. And who is willing to destroy a piece of their own heart? So this is where it's very humbling when I see for myself and I, I rant at the TV and I, I've shared this before, I, I try to do it consciously, and I think there's something about getting it out. But I, as I've said before, I don't hate Donald Trump, uh, especially if you've read his niece's book. Uh, it's it's so, so sad. You see how a twisted mind can be formed by another twisted mind. It's all, it's all causes and conditions. This is what, uh, this is in the Tao, the Tao Te Ching says, when a wise person hears the Tao, they practice. When an average person hears the Tao, they waver. When a foolish person hears the Tao, they laugh. And yet, if such a one did not laugh, 
the Tao would not be the Tao. When a wise person hears the Tao, they practice. When an average person hears the Tao, they, they waver. When a foolish person hears the Tao, they laugh. And yet, if such a one did not laugh, the Tao would not be the Tao. So it's all, it's all part of the whole. And there's the task to, to see the whole, to see and to understand, to go deeper and see what would make somebody do what they do? What would make somebody talk about hatred? What would make somebody talk about those guys over there that are our enemies? And it's all about conditioning, causes and conditions. One of the things that, I, uh, that really struck me this week, I, I heard a, um, a really wonderful uh, podcast. I've been listening to 10% Happier this week, uh, recently, the, these last couple of months, I should say. It's a really wonderful uh, podcast by um, Dan Harris, who wrote a book, 10% Happier. Dan Harris, you, you might know, he's a, a news, newsman on ABC, and he got uh, turned on to the Dharma a few years ago and is a complete convert. And so he, he put out this app, 10% Happier. It's all about mindfulness. And he has all of uh, uh, teachers from our um, from our community. Um, Joseph is on there a lot. Joseph is his main teacher, Joseph Goldstein. And, and Guy has been on there and Sally Armstrong and uh, a lot of wonderful um, uh, uh, Dharma teachers and also um, um, uh, social uh, activists and putting it in the context of mindfulness. So he had on this week um, a Dharma teacher from the uh, Zen tradition I think she is Pat Ogden, um, and she's also a trauma expert. And it was really interesting hearing her talk about trauma, not just from the point of view, the obvious trauma of the uh, Black, Indigenous uh, people of color, the trauma that, that obviously they're carrying with them for centuries. But then she talked about the price that is paid by the oppressor. And she said, you have to understand, and they, they were talking it in terms of, they didn't talk about it in terms of Buddha nature, but they were, this, they, 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 that's what they were talking about, that we have in us a basic goodness we come into this world as babies that have um, a wide-eyed sense of wonder and love. And if we're cared for and diapered and fed and loved a little bit, we just shine out with that love. But when that natural inclination for goodness and love is then taught through socialization, through the environment, 
to hate others. Like there's that uh, South Pacific song, you have to be carefully taught. It's, a, it's really a, a, a profound thought, a profound song. When they're taught to go against their natural nature of goodness, there's a tremendous price that they pay for, for needing to cover that natural inclination up and, uh, and instead demonize others. And she said, we have to understand that those, the oppressors, carry trauma in their body as well. It takes energy it takes, um, it takes a tremendous kind of contraction to, to stifle that natural sense of connection. And yet, it happens so, um, so easily that the mind and the heart can be shaped. And once it's shaped, it really is... It takes tremendous undoing of that perspective. And um, that we have to understand there's trauma in that, in that being's heart. And when you understand the way I understand the Buddha's teachings of causes and conditions, then you are, uh, you, there's less blame and there's the possibility of having compassion and loving your enemy. When? And so, this is a practice in itself. When I think I'm muting you because you're, you, you keep on muting and there's noise coming through. So this is an advanced practice to be understanding of the confusion and the pain and the trauma and the price that's paid for hatred to take over somebody's heart is a, a, a teaching I love from um, Longfellow. It says, if you could read the secret history of your enemies, you should find enough sorrow and suffering to disarm all hostility. If you could read the secret history of your enemies, you should find enough sorrow and suffering to disarm all hostility. So this goes for people who see things differently than you, and people who do crazy actions. 
and it's a practice that I've been working with and, uh, and seeing that everybody has a capacity to, to change. I was listening to another podcast this week, uh, was a, a talk by Tara Brock, a beloved teacher and, and uh, uh, friend and, and colleague. And she was sharing the story of um, this uh, friend of hers who was teaching um, prisoners mindfulness practice. And it was a, uh, an eight-week class. And there was this uh, one uh, prisoner, this female prisoners. Uh, there was this one um, very uh, intimidating, daunting um, um, prisoner who was easily uh, the bully of the crowd. You didn't want to get in her way. And they went through the, through the eight weeks and this, uh, this person was just kind of sitting there with very little expression on their face. And, and, um, but they kept on coming back every week. They kept on coming back. And finally, at the end of the, of the course, uh, the, the, teacher went around and said, anything that impacted you in this course? And when it got to this woman, this very intimidating woman, she said, um, I like that poem about the pirate. And it was, as you might, if you're familiar with the poem, know uh, the poem by Thich Nhat Hanh, Please Call Me By My True Names. And uh, here's a little bit of, of the poem where he says, mm, I am a mayfly metamorphosing on the surface of the river, and I'm the bird that swoops down to swallow the mayfly. I'm a frog swimming happily in the clear water of a pond, and I'm the grass snake that silently feeds itself on the frog. I'm the child in Uganda, all skin and bones, my legs as thin as bamboo sticks, and I'm the arms merchant selling deadly weapons to Uganda. I'm the 12-year-old girl refugee on a small boat who throws herself into the ocean after being raped by a sea pirate. And I'm also the pirate, my heart not yet capable of seeing and loving. My joy is like spring, so warm, it makes flowers bloom all over the earth. My pain is like a river of tears, so vast it fills the four oceans. Please call me by my true names so I can hear all my cries and laughter at once, so I can see that my joy and pain are one. Please call me by my true names so I can wake up and the door of my heart can be left open, the door of compassion. So this inmate said, I like that poem about the pirate. And as she, she spoke a few more words and everybody became really quiet and hushed. And as she 
was just given space, um, she started to tear up. And it was, um, it was a start of a real thawing and opening inside as she got in touch with all the, the pain that she had carried. And the others started to relate to her in a different way. So I share that. It was a very moving story when I share that and seeing that everybody has their conditioning. Everybody has the events and circumstances that make them into who they are. And it's possible to wake up. It's possible to change. But whether or not they do, it's possible for us to hold them with compassion. It's possible for us to hold them in a way that sees, oh, I too have the capacity for hatred in me. Every time you wish somebody ill that's from the other side, there you are, the line cutting through the heart right in your heart between good and evil. So as we want to end this now, I just thought that uh, we could do a little practice here. And in this, of course, I, I, I want to just say that this is advanced practice. If you're not there, you, you have to be just right where you are. You can't pretend, you can't... Um, Turn on this. Uh, turn on a switch that says, "Okay, I will, I will love my enemy." Uh, but it's it's a it's an aspiration that you can work towards. Uh, Desmond Tutu he says, uh, uh, "I love this quote: Forgiveness is the highest form of self-interest. I need to forgive so that my own." Anger and lust for revenge does not corrode my own being. So we're doing this not just to be good Buddhists, Dharma practitioners. We're doing it for ourselves as well as uh, not adding more, um, more hatred into, uh, into, the, into the environment. So just want to invite you to Close your eyes if you'd like. And see who your other is. See, and you might pick some, some uh, being that's not your most painful personal uh, pain. If you, if you haven't really um, fully processed the trauma, you don't want to be opening things up where you're not quite ready to. But maybe it's a political figure, or maybe it's people who think differently than you do. Maybe people who are causing suffering to others through their own ignorance and conditioning. And just as a practice for yourself, 
just to stretch your own heart. See if you can be like Thich Nhat Hanh and seeing the causes and conditions. Reading the secret history of your so-called enemy and imagining the pain, the confusion, the hurt, the lessons that would make somebody act the way they do or think the way they do. Maybe tuning into the trauma that they completely unconscious carry within them to close their heart so. And just wish them well as the, the meta for the difficult person practice goes you're wishing for them to awaken to the goodness inside of them or understand where real happiness lies. Just sending some thoughts of goodwill towards them. Not forgiving the acts, the actions, but forgiving the confusion behind those actions. You might put your hand on your heart if, if this is a, if it feels like it would be helpful to bring about that connection and softening and wish yourself well and appreciate to even want to practice compassionate understanding. And include in yourself compassion towards yourself for any times that you get caught in ill will towards another.
and then you can extend that thought of goodwill to all of us here, to all beings. May all see through their confusion and ignorance. May all grow in compassion and understanding. So we can take some time for some conversation, some uh, discussion, if you have any comments, any thoughts, any questions, anything you want to explore. Um, you can just uh, either raise your hand digitally or, um, or yeah, digitally would probably be best if there's a couple of screens I couldn't see everyone. There's this land for you. Yeah, John. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Um, I had an interesting experience about a week and a half ago when I called a childhood friend, um, wish him a happy birthday. And we hadn't talked in a long time. And we said he'd just been, he's in Michigan. He just drove down to Kentucky to be on a lake and he's back working in the trucking car part, truck parts around. And he dropped a couple things. He said he, he didn't believe in this virus. And, um, talked a little bit more and he said the best thing he ever did was to cut off his cable news. Now he gets everything he needs to know on the internet. And we immediately, you know, his childhood friend, very enthusiastic person, very sweet person, totally beat up by academics in school, just was totally humiliated. And he'd really, he was a believer and he cut himself off from all contrary information and yet is a person with a really great heart and I talked with friends about it I wanted to send him Biden's um, eulogy for John McCain and then realized he probably was a QAnon guy and thought that John McCain was part of the evil cobble and I wanted to send him an email just saying hey you may not believe in it, but just be precautious anyways or something like that. And that didn't quite feel right either. And so I finally today, he's a, he builds wooden boats and he actually builds wooden boats in his living room. And I found this cool video a friend had told me about, about wooden boats. And so I sent that to him. Mm -hmm. 
but I really wanted to maintain the connection. And I was, it took me a week and a half to, to find a, some sincere way of keeping a connection. How did it feel? It felt really good to sort through everything to, to find something we had a true connection and not something where I was trying to be superior or knew more than he did. Um, it was sincere. So, and it was, yeah, it took a while to sort through that. Mm -hmm. And, and, and how, how did it feel to, to, do, to do that? Well, I have little fantasies that, you know, if things really got bad that we could still, because he's in a fantasy world where these socialist leftists are going to take away his country. And I'm in this fantasy world where these right-wing fascists are going to take away the, the country. Mm -hmm. And yet we're still friends. I think, you know, if, if either one of our fantasies lived out, I think that we would find that we would have an ally <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> well, I, I, um, it's, it's, it's touching hearing you say that. And just when, when I hear that, there's a, a sense of, uh, yeah, your heart was, was really committed to staying open to him. And, uh, so you were doing both of you a favor. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Larry, hi. Okay. Hi, can you hear me? Uh-huh. Um, when you said to think of someone um, who uh, is difficult for me that I tend to push away, uh, of course, front and center was the president. And I pushed him away and um, don't want to look at his picture, don't want to look at his image. And I even don't want my wife to say things about him or just re make re give me reports. Mm -hmm. And I realized with your talking that um, that's that's where my work is my relationship with him my autumn the way i go into automatic and just say oh he's just he's got to come that you know he's just yuck 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 and uh and that like you were quoting that harms me as much as anyone when i do that so that i just need to I was even thinking of putting a picture of him on the wall so that I would be constantly reminded <laughs> that, of this reaction so that it really gets in my face and I understand what, what I need to do. On my wall, just below the Dalai Lama's quote, which is the purpose of life is to be happy. Um, and right there, and this, this man, and, and just try to, do the things you were talking about. Just understand about his ignorance and confusion and 
what brought him to where he is now. And uh, so mm -hmm. it's on me. It's, it's what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, that's, that's very, very noble. I, and I would suggest uh, to, um, to take it in small doses, to, to not go beyond what your capacity is. Maybe, maybe if you do put a picture, not a big picture. <laughs> Actually, it's what uh, Ramdas Ram used to do that. Uh, you know, Ramdas, he had this amazing puja table uh, and he used to have Dick Cheney as his, his primary uh, practice object. Uh, and then, it, and then it was Trump in the last last few years. But you want to also be, um, I I suggest being um, um, being wise as to what your capacities are. And if you do it, one of the things that I find so interesting about practice is if I make it a little challenge to myself. It's then it's so different than, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grit my teeth and uh, grin it and grin and bear it. And it's like, okay, let's see. Five minutes of hanging out with Donald Trump, you know, and just see everything that comes up and hold all of that with tremendous kindness um, so that you're first learning to hold your own reactions before you. Uh, you send him some loving kindness, and I would suggest if you if you really want to go for a practice like that, read his niece's biography. You can see how a, a, a sociopath was was created by a sociopath and a completely crazy family situation. Yeah, yeah. thank you. But thank you. Thank you for doing that. That's exciting, actually, as you say it. It's like, whoa, okay, you are really looking to stretch yourself. It's beautiful. Yeah, Joni. What occurs to me is that even though the, the several people I was thinking of, even though I haven't... Um, done the exact behavior that they've done it's it's just all a matter of degree you know when I really recognize my own imperfection and the ways I mean I'm I'm an expert at my own faults for sure um and I and I feel like when I think about the the people who I find most difficult it's um it helps the most for me to just think of that the degree of, of what is troubling about their behavior um, seems larger. Like I haven't actually killed anybody, mm -hmm. um, but you know, it's the, it's the fear, it's the overreaction, it's the intensity. And I've certainly experienced those things. Um, and, yeah. and that wanting to be right. Mm -hmm. And and the inability to turn something around, I know how hard that is. I know how hard it is to turn something around and see what I've done that's harmful. Mm -hmm. And so much that gets in the way of doing that. Mm -hmm. 
you know? And so that helps me feel um, some kind of connection, which is the only way I've found to find compassion is like, it's just a matter of degree. That's all. I mean, we all have the same basic components of, of feelings. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and that's it. When, whenever we blow it and whenever we do something stupid or harmful or whatever, don't let it go to waste. Oh, yes. I see how humans can do that. And then you feel uh, that much more compassion for others. So, well, it's uh, almost time to leave. Eve, do you have a, can you sing us out? Um, and I would just, uh, before, before she does, um, I would just encourage you this week to make it a practice. If you find yourself tearing your hair out, either reading the headlines or hearing a story or whatever and saying, why, how could they do that? Oh yes, it's my advanced metta practice, my advanced compassion practice, uh, and, and, and not to um poison yourself with 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 the hatred in this so thanks for for um being with us and uh and practicing so eve please all right we're going to do give yourself to love by kate wolf please sing along kind friends all gathered Something I would say What brings us together here Has blessed us all today Love has made a circle That holds us all inside Where strangers are as family And loneliness can Love is what we're after. Open up your heart to the tears and laughter and give yourself to love. Give yourself to love. I've walked these mountains in the rain. I've learned to love the
Thanks, Eve and Eleanor. Good to have you here. And um, so just ending with a moment of wishing well to all those who are suffering, those who cause suffering through their ignorance, those who are happy and those who bring about more happiness and sharing our time here together for the benefit of all human, non-human, the planet. May all know the highest happiness and peace. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.